I just spent some time uh, with the uh, head of uh, American Giant. And I swear to you, he is, we are cut from the same cloth. We talked about things, you know, to try to save America, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, I don't care if we make any money. I, I mean, you know, we just, we got to do it. <laughs> I'm like, you and I are going to live in the poorhouse because that's exactly the way I am. He just wants to make the best quality stuff and revive America. It's American giant. It is quality, quality clothing made here cut here sewn here the cotton is grown here it is um it's cleaned here washed all of it is done here in america because byard's on a mission he is on a mission to restore america to its greatness so you can find cheaper clothes you know made over in vietnam um or you can buy america and help build the dream by getting really quality American clothing. It is creating jobs and uh, restoring us. American-giant.com slash Glenn. Anything you're looking for, t-shirts, anything you're looking for, jeans, pants, whatever. American-giant.com slash Glenn. Sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Now, yesterday, it was kind of a downer of a program. Uh, and so I said, hey, tomorrow is going to be all bright blue sky sunshine. We're just going to be, we're going to look for the good things. And, you know, with me left to my own devices, I would be looking at, let's say, a, a German bank that might be in trouble today. It's always in trouble, so there's nothing new. But I'm not looking at that. I'm not looking. You might, but I'm not looking at that. I wanted to get the guy on who's fixed really bad problems before to give us his look at where we are in the economy and how we fix it if we would gain control of the levers uh, in two years. His name is the legendary Art Laffer. He is joining us in 60 seconds. Sometimes the awful effects of a terrible event manifest themselves long after the event is over. And on 9-11, there were almost 3,000 people killed. And over two decades later, people are still losing their lives from 9-11 related illnesses. There is a whole new generation of young people growing up right now who don't know anything about what happened that day. Only two states mandate learning about it in school. How much you want to make a bet? New York's not one of them. This is why the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is giving educators access to non-fiction, 
9-11 resources for K-12 learning. This includes full curriculum units built around first-person accounts, scripted social studies lessons, activities and background for teachers, as well as the nonfiction Discovering Heroes series of books and the curriculum units. There's a speakers bureau, first responders, uh, survivors. They have a, uh, a mobile exhibit that it is about a 1100 square f- uh, foot museum that goes around the country these people are making sure we don't forget and are teaching the truth never forget means we have to educate future generations so help tunnel to towers educate kids donate 11 dollars a month at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org so um probably anybody who is my generation or, or a little uh, younger uh their favorite movie is ferris bueller and in <laughs> ferris bueller there is this scene in 1930 the republican controlled house of representatives in an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone anyone the great depression <laughs> passed the anyone anyone a tariff bill the Holly Smoot Tariff Act, which anyone raised or lowered, raised <laughs> tariffs in an effort to collect more revenue for the federal government. Did it work? Anyone? Anyone know the effects? It did not work, and the United States sank deeper into the Great Depression. Today, we have a similar debate over this. Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? Anyone seen this before? The Laffer Curve. Anyone know what this says? It says that at this point on the revenue curve, you will get exactly the same amount of revenue as at this point. This is very controversial. Does anyone know what Vice President Bush called this in 1980? Anyone? (laughs) Something D-O-O economics. Voodoo economics. Okay, Art Laffer, who the Laffer Curve <laughs> is named after. Welcome to the program. Hi, Art. Oh, thank you. It's so good talking to you, Glenn. You're a hero of mine. <laughs> thank you. You you are mine as well. So, Art, you are always the most optimistic guy because you have gone in to, into countries that have collapsed and turned it around. So I know we can do it. I, I'd like to ask a couple of things. Um, what your what your feeling is with all of the pressures that are I mean, we're shutting off energy. Um, we are on the verge of a war. I hope to God not. Um, we have a, a possible banking collapse in our horizon. I hope to God not. Uh, and inflation. So what is your outlook? And then what do we what are the most important things that we should do to encourage Congress and look for in the next president? Well, let me just say the things you listed there, we are in those troubles. We do have a banking crisis. We do have inflation. Uh, We do have a very muddled policy of the government. And there is a land war in Europe that is going on that's quite serious and is threatening. All those true. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be true going forward. I mean, just when we came into office on January 20th, 1981, Glenn, uh, we had Jimmy Carter. We had four presidents, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, and Carter, Mm -hmm. what I call the four stooges. 
<laughs> the largest assemblage of bipartisan ignorance ever on planet Earth. The economy had tumbled. The stock market had fallen from 1966 to 1982. The stock market fell by like 65% in real terms. So we were at, at the tail end of a really bad hurricane, but we could turn it around. And I think right now is the same way. I mean, I'm feeling very depressed about the policies that are going on, as you mentioned, and everyone knows all of them every day, all the time. Biden wants more taxes. His budget's $6.9 trillion. You have people flipping you off all around the world. It's a, it is a bad picture, but I went, right now I feel that this is a time for a cataclysmic change in U.S. policies and gives us the opportunity to really change the face of the earth all for the better. And I think the election of 2024 portends to be a really good election for truth, beauty, and the American way. That's me talking. Now, the Republicans are right now as much a problem as are the Democrats. Hmm. Don't think of this in Republican-Democrat terms. Think of this in pro-growth, pro-freedom, tax cut, controlled spending, sound money. Think of it in those terms, not in terms of parties. And I, I think we can do it, Ben. I mean, Glenn. so so um, uh, that's, that's friend. My, yeah, that's, that's my friend is trying to buy a car and his wife doesn't know about it. No, I was um, thinking of Ben Stein. <laughs> <laughs> that video, that, right. that, that clip. Uh, so that's all right. So um, by the way, have you talked to Ben recently? He's such I have. a great guy. I, I talked to him about about six months ago. I yeah. spent a lot of time with him. Yeah. And he wasn't doing well at the time. Oh, he was no. Oh, if you talk to him, say hi to him for me, will you? I sure will. Um, He's a great guy. Great guy. Such a yep. great guy. Um, all right. So Art. Can we just take this apart here for just a second? Have you seen, and and I'm not talking about what we can do, because I do believe if we unleash the ingenuity of the American people, really free them, and then, you know, stop all this insanity, um, we can rescue our country. I agree with that. Um, But have you ever seen us in this kind of situation historically where we seem to have all of the decks stacked against the republic. Yeah, I, I think, in, if, you know, when I mentioned 1980, before 80, I think it was all stacked against us. It was really depressing, Glenn. I know you were really young then, maybe not even born yet. No, I was. But, <laughs> but the, world was, the world was really grisly. Mm-hmm. It was dark. It was grim. But uh, we, I was didn't have the, belief. we didn't That's have the debt that we have now we don't we didn't have the oh there are differences they're true but we also didn't have the tax rates then that we have now our tax rate now highest income tax rates 37 percent back then it was 70 percent glenn uh Mm. you know we had uh uh, in 19, uh, 1976, now that's just a little bit before, every single state in the united states except nevada had a death tax Every single one. Today, 33 states have gotten rid of their death taxes. So there are lots of things. I mean, pollution. I come from Cleveland, Ohio. Lake Erie, back then when I was a kid, you, to prove that you were the Christ, you wouldn't have to walk on the water. Hell, anyone could do that. <laughs> you know, we had smog in L.A. We had, well, yeah. I like, 25 three-stage smog alerts. And then, you know, we were facing a horrible enemy at that time in 1980. Mm-hmm. You know, Russia wasn't a joke back then like it is now. I mean, so, you know, I think these times we all tend to think of our own time as being the worst ever, but it's just as bad back then. And partisanship was horrible post Nixon. I don't know if you remember, Democrats hated Republicans like mad. They wanted to kill every Republican. It was just like it is now. I mean, there wasn't a civil libertarian. There wasn't a a libertarian, a probe 
private person in the place that wasn't pilloried by the lefties. Mm. And that's the same thing now. Crime was horrendously high back then. Well, I, I'm, I'm not, don't mean to be lecturing at you, but these are very bad times today. But bad times lead to great changes in public policy. Do and you, if you look at the long picture, we're winning. We're not losing. The conservatives in this world are winning big time. Do you um, see, and you don't have to name, but do you see one or more politicians that could actually be a Reagan and pull this off? I see tons of them who could be. You know, the potential here in these people, there are some really qualified people. Uh, they, have, they have flaws and stuff like that, but they move. I want to see people who can read and can learn from their own mistakes and other people's mistakes to do a better job. Not a right. doctrinal locked in the mud, you know, type of people. Uh, Reagan learned a lot. When he was governor, he was the biggest tax increaser ever. He passed all the anti-abortion statutes in the state of California. He chaired the Equal Rights Amendment. He was a union leader. It called Nationwide Strikes. And Reagan became the best president because he learned. But I see people like DeSantis. I see people like Cruz. I see people, even Trump. I see people all over the place that have the potential of being a great president. And as a Democrat, let, let me just put you, there's a guy who's governor of Colorado named Jared Polis who is doing an amazing job. He did not do a lock, lockdown in, in Colorado. He did not. He was right along with the Republican governors. He wants to get rid of the income tax there. He's cut property taxes. You know, he shipped up uh, groups of illegal immigrants to Chicago and New York. I mean, there are people all around who have the potential of being great. So, Art, um, when you look at what's happening with the Federal Reserve, uh, I mean, you, when you were with Reagan... Interest rates were 18 or 19 percent, if I remember right. Yeah, 21 and a half percent when we took office on January 20th. There you go. 21. 21 would. Don't miss the half. I know. 21 and a half. (laughs) You you are. That would kill everything in America today. How how when you look at the Fed and they were saying, oh, this is transitory. And now it's not. And you've got the banking crisis that's that's just underlying everything right now and they still raise the rates, that should tell you they're freaking out now about inflation. Is that true or not? Well, I I think there's a difference today than there was then. And let me do the one today. The Fed has made huge mistakes of keeping interest rates at 0% for a long, 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 long time. And banks have developed uh, their portfolio strategies, all their actions based upon zero interest rates. So now once they've made the mistake of thinking the world is zero interest, and they've got those portfolios, there's no way we can adjust back to market rates without having grave uh, ramifications in the banking system and other financial institutions as well. So how do we so how I do we the sooner we that? get out of the business of controlling interest rates, the better off we'll be. So that's... Free uh, markets should do that. Not, not some Jay Powell, whose credentials are nothing like Volcker's or Greenspan or McChesney Martin's. I mean, these people are not the competent gravitas people of the past. You now have the central bank of uh, Switzerland uh, guaranteeing uh, uh, credit Suisse. Uh, Germany central bank said, you know, if there's problems with Deutsche Bank. Um, and so everybody is doing this. Yeah. How, how do you reverse that? Yeah, I know it's tough. Once you, once you're in the suit, it's, it's a light. And this is an example of, if I remember correctly, you, told me once that you were an alcoholic and you got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's going cold turkey. Mm. You know, you got to stop drinking. 
What is and it? When you have a state running monetary system, which it should not be there, when you have a state running every tax, every government spending, just stop already. You know, two people stand in there, Glenn. One's been a lifelong smoker and the other one's never had a cigarette. And you ask them both to not smoke for the next three months. For the guy who's never had a cigarette, that's fine. Let's go. I'm fine with that. The guy who's a three-pack-a-day smoker, oh, my God, it's the end of the We have allowed ourselves to be addicted to socialist economic policies over the last 20-plus years, and it's, it's wreaking havoc on the U.S. How do we get back to free markets? And I know of only one way of getting back to free markets is doing it right now. The Fed's balance sheet is almost $9 trillion. I know. I mean, we have a budget proposed of $6.9 trillion. We have a national debt of 125% of GDP. All of these things, Glenn, need to be stopped. Now, how do you stop it? You know, you stop it by going cold turkey. Now, when we got in, we went a little cold turkey with you. If you remember 1981, 82, 83, it wasn't the prettiest period. No, it wasn't. tell me how you liked the story and the ending of that story. I did. Wasn't it beautiful? Yeah. Okay, so Art, hang on. Can you hang on just for one minute? Sure. I want to come back. One minute with Art Laffer. He's an economist who actually has experience of fixing these things, and he's always optimistic, even when he tells you bad news. All right. Um, today is the last day for a special from Tuttle Twins. When you order their books, a set of their books today, TuttleTwinsBeck.com, you're going to get a free DVD with the episodes of their new cartoon. Tuttle Twins, huge name with conservatives and, and uh, you know, home uh, homeschoolers. They fill the gap in both entertainment and education they fit really well um all of the stories that are fun and exciting and will teach your kids uh the important things about how the economy works why our free system is better than what we're doing right now there's a reason they have sold millions five million copies of their books at this point and gotten under the establishment's uh, skin because it's a success Celebrate their success with them. I'd like to send you a free DVD with some of the episodes of their new cartoons. Uh, just order a set of their kids' books at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Today is the last day to get this. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get a free DVD with the episodes of the cartoon. When you order their sets of, uh, of a book, you just uh, order today. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Art Laffer is uh, with us. Art, um, what does it? What does a banking collapse that includes, you know, all of Europe's banks as well? What What does that look like uh, when it happens? I don't think America has ever seen that. Maybe in the 1930s, but not a global collapse like oh, this. We, we saw it back in the eight, 19th century. We saw a number okay. of them. We did see in the 30s as well. Okay. I mean, you know, the, 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 the government of the U.S. confiscated all private holdings of gold in March of 1933 at $20.67 an ounce. Six months later, uh, they raised the price of gold from $20.67 to $35. It was the biggest wealth tax ever. We devalued the dollar against the British pound, the German mark, the, you know, the French franc. I mean, we have seen really horrible things in our past. And the nice thing about crises is that they're over quickly. 
We had a crisis in 2007, 2008, when Obama came into office and the Democratic Congress there and the tax increases and all that. But we tried to save losers. And when you try to save losers, you guarantee there are no winners. And at the beginning of the world of 2008 is when the U.S. started in its long secular decline. Uh, and it really did. It was W and Obama combined. They're both ridiculous. I mean, the Bobsy twins, I call them. Mm. Uh, the ridiculous policies that started the long decline of America, which we are in experiencing right now. Uh, but prior to that, I mean, when we came into office, uh, Glenn, when we came into office on January 20th, 1981, we'd had a long decline in America. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was just a short, brief respite of, of sunshine with John F. Kennedy for, what, was it three years in mm -hmm. office when we had the tax cuts and growth? But before that, it was all horrible, Glenn. I mean, since 1929, it had been horrible. So we can reverse this. And we just need someone to come in with the fortitude and vision of low-rate, broad-based, flat taxes. Uh, so I know that restraint. I know after Woodrow Wilson, um, mm -hmm. Silent Cal came in and he cut the size of the government and he cut the size of taxes. He cut both of them in half. And then I think half again uh, a year or so later. He did. He did. Yeah. It was called the Roaring Twenties. Hello. Right. We ran budget deficits, budget surpluses for 11 years straight. Right. 11 right. years straight. That's crazy. Glenn. Godly. It was just amazing. <laughs> so. Uh, so. Yeah. How do you sell that? I mean, it was easier to sell that around the turn of the century when people understood the federal government was not something that should be growing out of control. These progressive ideas were all new ideas. Well, the selling of it is a funny animal. And let me give you an example of the um, sort of my philosophy on selling things is, you know, every election is a referendum on the incumbent. You know, if the incumbent's great, why change the renter? Keep, keep, keep yeah, going. Yeah. You know, and what happened in, in, in 1980 is Jimmy Carter had failed miserably. We had Johnson, Nixon, Ford, and Carter, the, those four stooges I mentioned to you. And Ronald Reagan was selected at that time as being better than the incumbent. Right. And came in and then did change the policies. The election of 1984, where we won 49 out of 50 states, that was an election pro-Reagan. Uh, then the election of 88 was pro-Reagan. You know, I think you've got a very weak president right now. I think people don't like him. I don't think they uh, relish his competence. I don't think of him as a good leader. They don't think of him as a good leader of the country. So we have a real opportunity to take okay. advantage of a rejection of an incumbent president, rejection of an incumbent Congress, House and Senate. And I think we have a real chance of flipping the, the system. Now all we need to do is get someone in there who understands pro-growth, uh, free market economics. Well. Laffer that, Associates. We will. Laffer, I think we will. Laffer Associates founder and chairman Art Laffer. Thank you, sir, for uh, your friendship. But more importantly, thank you for your optimism and your hard work that truly has saved the West for a long time. Thank you, Art the Laffer. The Glenn Beck Program. Inflammation. Even the word sounds unpleasant, doesn't it? There are a lot of people in the world who suffer from frequent pain, and inflammation is usually the thing causing it. Inside your body, joints can begin to swell, and the next thing you know, you have pain radiating outward from their sources in, in the body, and uh, you know, you, you'll take aspirin for it or whatever. You'll take ibuprofen, but it won't touch it. I will tell you that I never, I never take ibuprofen because it never has worked for me. 
you know, so when I found out relief factor, you know, it reduces inflammation. I'm like, oh, good. So it's ibuprofen. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, it attacks inflammation from four different ways. There's four different ingredients in this. So it attacks it in, in, in ways that ibuprofen can't attack it. Three-week quick start. Get your life back. Get out of pain. It's 1995. Just try it for three weeks. Take it as directed. See if it doesn't reduce the inflammation and your pain. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or 1-800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code will not be censored. You'll get 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We were just talking about Art Laffer. I've known Art for years, uh, and he's just a dynamic guy. Stu said to me, now how old he is? No. Think about it. After just ju- think about it before I give the answer. Judge him from that interview. He was on top of everything. He remembered all sorts of historical details. He was describing the current situation. He went into detail of names and figures and and everything. I mean, he's on on completely on the ball. Smarter than every person you will talk to today, and as on the ball as any person you'll talk to today. That man you just heard is two years older than joe biden that's crazy that's incredible that is incredible it shows that like the you know the criticism of biden on this front is not an age criticism yeah. it is a joe biden criticism <laughs> yeah by the way um let me uh, uh let me remind you that david Sachs, uh an incredible interview with david Sachs, is uh the podcast it'll be out tomorrow it came out uh last night for blaze tv subscribers you can stream it anytime it'll be out wherever you get your podcast and on youtube uh tomorrow don't miss it all right. I, you know, I wanted to talk about good things today, and uh, we have the Missouri Attorney General on, Andrew Bailey, uh, who is filling the shoes nicely of the Attorney General, who is now the senator from the great state of Missouri. Um, Andrew, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. So I just wanted to go over some of the things that you're doing, because I, I, I wish more a- uh, attorney generals, uh, no, attorneys general would uh, follow in your footsteps and and a few of the other states. And I know several um, uh, states are banning together on certain cases. But let's just go through some of the things you're doing. Your St. Louis um, circuit attorney is that a Soros person, Kim Gardner? Yeah. Yes, that's a Soros-backed prosecutor that's been in office now for too long and is creating more victims instead of protecting victims. And what are you doing about it? Well, we've initiated a legal proceeding to remove her from office, to hold her accountable for her unlawful refusal to enforce the laws. And so it's called a writ of quo warranto. And we've initiated that proceeding, and just this week we filed an amended petition, 120 pages of additional facts that we've uncovered since we started this process. And we're going to keep our foot on the gas pedal in order to store the rule of law and justice for victims in the city of St. Louis. Uh, Like, what are some of the things that she has done? 
Well, she's refused to prosecute cases. So she charges cases and then they languish on the, on the docket sheets. She never gathers evidence. She never gets her witnesses together. She never prepares for trial. And so the court has to dismiss the cases because the defendants have a right to a trial. She also refuses to inform and confer with victims, which is her constitutional statutory and not the least of which moral obligation. Mm. And she also refuses to file new charges referred to her by the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. So this is a continuous pattern of behavior. It's an unlawful refusal to do her job. And it's time for her to go and the rule of law to prevail. So in Missouri, in I think February, you launched an investigation into the children's hospital, the transgender center. And what to me, what's amazing about this is Jamie Reed who worked at the transgender center uh, went to you and went public saying these doctors, these hospital employees are lying to the parents of patients. Uh, She said on several occasions, doctors at the transgender center have continued uh, prescribing medical transition. Even when a parent stated they were revoking consent. What have you found on this so far? Well, this issue is about protecting children for me and uh, the allegations that the whistleblower has made and sworn testimony to my office goes even further than that. And it's even one tenth of what she's saying is true. This is scary stuff. And she first of all, this is a person who identifies as a progressive who asked to work at a, as a caseworker in a transgender clinic because wow. she believes in transgender rights. And so if she's saying this is too far. We've got to take it seriously. And so we marshaled state resources. We're conducting a thorough investigation. And some of the allegations include the, the very things you're saying. There's not real informed consent. They're not tracking. They're not doing real psychological or psychiatric assessments mm. prior to prescribing cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers and ultimately surgery. They're recommending transition surgery for children under the age of 18. And we know that some of these drugs have serious long-term and even permanent health consequences, brain swelling. Uh, loss of bone density, blindness. These aren't FDA approved. These are experimental drugs. And wow. surgery is certainly irreversible. And so we're not going to let, let left-wing woke quacks experiment on children in the state of Missouri. And we're taking every measure at our disposal to put an end to Which it. Which includes the emergency regulation. What, what is that? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And so under our rulemaking authority in statute, we've promulgated an emergency rule in order to to put some safeguards in place so that parents have informed consent so they understand that European nations that are far to the left of America culturally have abandoned these dangerous practices in favor of psychiatry and psychology that require a psychological assessment prior to administration of drugs and recommendation of surgery and that that require these these clinics to actually obtain and maintain parental consent if they're going to go down this dangerous road because it's about protecting children and at the end of the day You know, what's frightening to me is that we had asked the clinic in St. Louis to institute a moratorium as we conducted our investigation because they acknowledged that the allegations the whistleblower made were were serious. And yet the clinic refused a moratorium under the auspices that they're the only clinic that provides these kinds of, of procedures and treatments. Well, we found through subsequent investigation that that's patently false. There's a shadowy clandestine network of these clinics across the state of Missouri that are experimenting on children. And, and it's dangerous. And we've got to we've got to do everything we can to put a stop to it. Um, I was just at a um, at a pro-life uh, center, a preborn center. And um, they told me that just a few days before I had gotten there, um, a, a young girl who had gone and gotten a 
the abortion pill, uh, walked in and had in a towel the body of her baby. And she was hysterical. And she said, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. And she came there. Um, and she had just been told, oh, it'll just be like a, you know, a heavy period. It's not going to be a big deal. This is traumatizing um, young girls, mainly young girls. And uh, they are at, at times flushing what, you know, will look just like a child. And then as if it's no big deal, they return to the scene every time they have to go to the bathroom at their house. It is, I mean, the psychological damage alone, let alone the, um, the, the physical damage that can be done by these abortion pills. You and 20 state AGs are going, uh, going through and saying you cannot send them through the mail. What, where do we stand on this? Well, we've got to stand up and fight to protect the health of women and children. I'm proud to be leading this effort and for Missouri to be a, a model state for these kinds of uh, these kinds of safety measures. And so, you know, President Biden, there's a statute on the books on the on, in the federal code that prohibits a shipment of abortion pills through the mail. And that's been on the books for a long time. Well, despite the plain text of that statute, President Biden is trying to use unelected bureaucrats at the FDA to undermine the rule of law. By, by allowing shipment of abortion pills through the mail. And we know these are dangerous. That's the policy position that our elected representatives have taken by prohibiting that kind of behavior. And so we, we stood up and fought back, and we, we told the pharmaceutical companies that we would hold them accountable, the pharmacies that we would hold them accountable for violations of the law, and we're winning that fight. I'm happy to say that some of the major pharmacies across the United States are starting to back down and starting to read the actual law and realize that President Biden's unelected federal bureaucrats can't give them a pass, can't, can't give them a get-out-of-jail-free card to get around the plain text of the statutory prohibition on this kind of dangerous, dangerous behavior. Um, you, I know you were working, um, you had a, a state gun law the, that was Second Amendment Preservation Act, uh, and a judge ruled it unconstitutional. Where are you and the other states with some of these uh, protections for guns? Have, do you know any update on the um, uh, the the confiscation or the uh, making of a felony uh, if you had a, a a gun that you know had the extending uh, stock? The pistol brace. Yeah, pistol brace. Yeah, no, exactly. So we two issues there. Number one, we have joined other states in filing suit to block the federal rule that would ban pistol braces. That would overnight make hundreds of thousands of Missouri lawful Missouri gun owners uh, federal offenders. And quite frankly, I don't have a lot of trust in President Biden's Department of Justice at this point. So hmm. we're not going to allow that to happen. We're going to stand up and protect Missourians' Second Amendment rights to keep and bear arms. And any, also, and, hang on just a sec. Any yeah. update on that? Because the federal government has given everybody, I think, 120 days, and we're about halfway uh, through that time now, and we're still waiting for the court to to stop this. Are we going right. to know? Yeah, I mean, we've asked for an injunction. Certainly, we we have put on the evidence to to demonstrate to the court the urgency of the matter, and uh, we we are confident that the court will do the right thing and and enjoin uh, enforcement of that rule to give us time to litigate the merits of that case. And so I like where we are in that litigation. And it's important to, for the state attorneys general to join together 
it, as the vanguard in the fight against the rise of the unelected bureaucratic federal administrative state. And I'm proud to be leading that effort on behalf of the state of Missouri. That's great. Um, you know, I was really nervous when Eric Schmidt said he was going to run for Senate. And I said, Eric, you please tell me you have a great replacement. He said, oh, the guy coming up is just fantastic. And uh, it, it, it appears as though he was absolutely right about that. Andrew Bailey, the Missouri Attorney General. Thank you so much for being on with me. Hey, thank you, sir. Really appreciate the opportunity. You got it. Bye-bye. Um, Stu and I were there at the preborn clinic uh, when that, that nurse told us that story. And I, I just cannot imagine the horror uh, that everybody went through on that. Anyway... Preborn is a remarkable, remarkable place, and about 20% of all pregnancies in this country still end in abortion. That, that's staggering, 20%. Ever since the overturning of Roe versus Wade, now you have the abortion pill. Um, it is, I mean, it's, it's a bad situation. A few years ago, I partnered with the Ministry of Preborn, and uh, I wanted to help them rescue uh, babies from exactly the fate we're talking about. They provide free ultrasounds to expecting moms. Now, this is better than a sign. This is better than protesting. This, this saves babies and their moms together. Just an ultrasound. It's $28 per ultrasound. And, you know, these women aren't asking for an ultrasound. And so what the preborn clinics do is they come in and they say, okay, well, let's see what we're dealing with. Let's see how far along you are. They do an ultrasound for free because you or I or somebody else has paid for it. If you could donate 28 bucks, if you could donate 28 bucks um, uh, a month, you personally would be responsible probably for about six babies being born. That's amazing. That's amazing. $28 a month, I think that's a good investment. Six lives are saved? Donate now. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a couple of things that uh, we should uh, check on here. Here's Janet Yellen yesterday, cut one, uh, about Joe Biden's budget. Isn't it a fact that the president's proposed budget proposes $4.7 trillion in new taxes? It does, it does propose significant additional taxes, yes. $4.7 trillion? Something like that, yes. Does she have a stroke or something? What I mean, what seriously? I don't know. This something weird. I mean, I can't. She has the strangest accent of any person. So I've ever strange, seen all of it. But four point just the four point seven, and that's just what they're saying. Of yeah, but and and it's four point seven trillion dollars in new taxes. Um, by the way, only. Only on the billionaires. Oh, because they have. They have. It's Every billionaire has you. a trillion dollars. That's not how that works. Going to touch you. 
Um, here is the TikTok CEO admitting that, uh, yeah, the Chinese Communist Party can manipulate things. Do you disagree with FBI Director Ray and NSA Director Nakasone when they said that the CCP could have the capability to manipulate data and send it to the United States? Do you disagree with their statement? There's, their statement says could. Uh, so do you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree with that. Okay, so it is possible that the CCP under the auspices of ByteDance, which is your parent company, which you get paid from, has the ability to manipulate content that is being shared with 130 million Americans, yes? C Congressman, I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding all these questions. I don't disagree with them that there are data risks in general. That's what I meant. There's a big data risk but because- on, on us specifically. Are there engineers located inside mainland China that work on TikTok? Not Douyin, but TikTok. They are, we are not the only company that has that. Are there engineers inside mainland China currently working on the algorithm for TikTok? Congressman, like I said, as you told other, me in my there office, are other, there are other companies that, as I told you in your office, there are By other the way, I'm going to reclaim my time. Uh, please rename your project. Texas is not the appropriate name. We stand for freedom and transparency, and we don't want your project. It didn't go well. I don't understand. Like we caught them. I know. This is not like a question. We caught yeah. them. They're engineers. People who work for these companies were talking about it in China. We we so got those messages leaked. I watched his they testimony later. But. Watched his testimony uh, yesterday, and then uh, the powers of be come down the stairs, and uh, he's like, "Would you like to do the honors?" And so there's a video of me that was released yesterday, permanently deleting TikTok from from Blaze. Wow. We are no longer a part of TikTok. Good. We were, we were actually doing well on TikTok, too. No. No. And I'm glad. No. And I'm glad. So uh, there's a TikTok challenge to end all TikTok <laughs> challenges. Uh, permanently delete TikTok. But what about where will we find idiots uh, lip syncing to things? Oh, you'll find that everywhere. Okay. Good. You'll find People that. People go to Reels yeah. or they'll go somewhere else. Yeah. We'll all get up. Delete some TikTok. It is really dangerous. The Glenn Beck Program.